Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to the Friday Five and the start of a brand new month. Seems like there's no escaping it. We are well and truly into autumn or fall for my American friends tuning in. You are very welcome here. Now, as we step into October, we also step into Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this is an area of well-being that I have written about, I've podcasted about and, well, generally discussed at length over many, many years, especially topics such as the treatment and surgical options for breast cancer patients, as well as the myth that HRT causes breast cancer. All of that and more, obviously, things that are very close to my heart. So who better to invite back onto my podcast here than Professor Michael Baum? Now, Professor Baum is one of the leading breast cancer experts in the entire world, literally, from his early surgical work to reduce mastectomies while reducing mortality for women. He was leading the very first trials on tamoxifen. He's headed the breast cancer, the oncology department and the surgical team at the renowned Royal Marsden Hospital for so many years uh, before he retired. And there really is not much that Professor Baum does not know or hasn't seen. And as with so many of the medics and the academics that I invite onto my pod to chat, he is entirely focused on evidence-based medicine. And as such, he can often rub up against those with, well, should we say other agendas or vested interests. I love talking with him because his knowledge, his experience, his wisdom, his expertise is so vast in this subject. You really do feel that you are in a safe pair of hands if you are talking to him. Well, earlier today, I dialed him up to talk about two things, really. I mean, of course, we ended up talking about more. But the two things that I wanted to cover off today were firstly the news of the success of interoperative radiotherapy for women having breast cancer surgery. Now, this is where a small amount of intense radiotherapy is delivered directly into the breast cancer tumor site at the time of the operation. And this then removes the need for the grueling daily follow-up visits that happen for weeks after surgery. 
And actually, these also carry risks of their own in terms of increasing the risk of heart disease and lung cancer due to the daily doses of radiation delivered to the chest area. So that's the first thing that we talked about. But then we went on to discuss the news. Well, do you know, it is news, but it seems to have been missed by the mainstream media that 18 years after the original flawed data relating to HRT and breast cancer in America, those self-same researchers running the Women's Health Initiative trials have revealed, guess what, that taking estrogen is not only safe, but actually lowers the risk of breast cancer for those taking estrogen only or have had a hysterectomy. Yep, you heard that correctly here. Estrogen in the form of HRT has actually been found by the same researchers to lower the risk of breast cancer. And this is a long-term follow-up. So originally their studies were published 18 years ago uh, with flawed data. They were released too early. They were misinterpreted. I've discussed that at length over the years. But this is really interesting because this is a follow-up from 18 years on and we can really see the statistical significance of it. So to discuss all here, do take a listen to my discussions on these two very important points of healthcare for women. Well, and a little bit more. So, Professor, it's so nice to welcome you back onto my podcast. Thank you. It's been a while since we did our kind of deep dive into all things breast cancer related and, and hormones. So thank you for hopping back on. Yeah, lovely to be back and talking to you again. And obviously there's news, isn't there? Because in this Breast Cancer Awareness Month, there's been really interesting research looking at the effectiveness of intraoperative radiotherapy for those who have breast cancer surgery. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yes, it's good to have some good news in these bad times. Uh, to understand the enormity of what we've achieved, you have to go back um, about 25 years, because with breast cancer, it's the long game. Short-term benefits don't necessarily translate into long-term benefits. Um, about 25 years ago, uh, a group of us at University College um, developed a device that could be used to deliver radiotherapy at the time of operation, which we thought was ideal for women with uh, small breast cancers, with the idea you could excise the cancer and then treat intraoperatively at the time of surgery. And shortly after that, I recruited a brilliant young uh, PhD student from Mumbai to work on this with me and Professor Tobias, the radiation oncologist. What he told us about the women in India was the majority of women with breast cancer live in the country. They're not in the big city. And they simply can't come to the radiotherapy center to have what in those days was um, six weeks of daily radiotherapy. So even though they had a small breast cancer, they uh, ended up having a mastectomy because uh, they simply couldn't afford to live in Mumbai, where he came from. Uh, so that kind of motivated us in a way I hadn't initially thought of, that it would increase the number of women in the world, not, not just the developed world, the rich world, but all over the world, the chance of preserving their breasts. So in the year 2000, we set up a randomized controlled trial comparing conventional uh, radiotherapy 
that initially would go, it was every uh, day for six weeks, they've sh uh, shortened it now, so the modern treatment is every day for three weeks, but it's still several, it's 16 visits in fact. And um, we rolled out this trial over 11 countries. So it wasn't a UK or rich country study, it was 11 countries around the world. And just to simplify it, um, simplify the numbers, there was about a thousand in each arm, a thousand having interoperative radiotherapy and a thousand having conventional treatment. There was the caveat that sometimes the pathology at its point of diagnosis, the biopsy, doesn't uh, truly allow you to judge the aggressiveness of the cancer. Most of the cases you can, 80%, you get it right. So there was a caveat that with the interoperative radiotherapy, if uh, final pathology was not what you thought, that it was a much more bigger or aggressive tumour than you judged, then that would allow some external beam to um, increase the dose to the breast, uh, to, uh, to a wider area of the breast. So it was a risk adapted versus one size fits all. That's the way we, the way we like to look at it. Well, in the British Medical Journal in August, I never thought I'd live long enough to see this. We were able to uh, publish the follow-up out to 19 years. So the average follow-up for all the women in this trial was 12 years, but we were able to follow them up to 19 years. Assume that the encouraging early results would fade away over time, but they don't. So we look at the breast cancer outcomes. It's very, very simple. Local recurrence is almost the same over this long period, but more important than local occurrence is preserving your breast. So we talk about mastectomy-free survival, and it's identical. So you don't lose more breast by using a conservative. Then if you look at um, breast cancer mortality, identical. So the cancer outcomes and the uh, preservation of the breast are identical. Uh, the joker in the box, when you came to look at all causes of mortality, it was less in the new treatment. So that's really the exciting result. And it's not surprising. Uh, the treatment of breast cancer is toxic. And certainly, um, with, there's no doubt in this, it's been demonstrated again and again and again. A small number of women will increase their risk of coronary artery disease and death from cardiovascular disease uh, as a result of scatter of radiation um, affecting the coronary arteries. So what we found, this localized treatment avoids that. It also avoids the increase in lung cancer, which you've seen in rare cases. So the net effect was uh, all-cause mortality was uh, reduced, but much more dramatic was breast, other than breast cancer deaths. This really is 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 a win 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 situation, isn't it? Because not only are women only having one procedure, i.e., the interoperative pellet of radiation inserted, rather than the daily visits, which is so grueling. I have friends who are in the middle of it at the moment, uh, and it's it's really awful and, and very very debilitating. But of course, from what you're saying here, is that daily exposure with the radiation beam particularly if it's the left breast over the heart area, and then you're looking at the lungs as well, the impact on that, the negative impact 
is so much greater than having your intraoperative radiotherapy. Not to mention, presumably, for the NHS, it must be cheaper, too, to do it once. Yeah, well, everything you said is true. But, and here's the but, it's been adopted all over the world, pretty much. And we've monitored uh, uh, something like 50,000 women who have already been treated this way in different countries. But it has not been adopted in this country, even though approved by NICE. Uh, the hostility to this innovation Why? is unbelievable. You, is that a little bit too political to talk about? No, it's not for me to say it, for you to think. <laughs> Why do you think? What's this hostility? This should be good news, win-win. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So can women request this now, you know, on the basis of this news and this study, can you talk to your oncologist, your surgeon and say, I would like to have intraoperative radiotherapy? Um, it's, it's their privilege and their, uh, the Montgomery um, uh, decision in the courts three years ago, unrelated breast cancer, in principle, everyone is entitled to ask, what about? and to be told about alternative treatments. To hide the fact that these data are out there is considered, would be considered by the courts as actually illegal, certainly unethical. Therefore, I would urge women um, diagnosed with breast cancer to ask about this. Now they will find it's not available. It's not available because up until now, the machines that are in the NHS have been mothballed. So we've got machines mothballed because the uh, clinical directors of that hospital or the radiation oncologist working there 
just refused to deliver this treatment. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is going to be something that we're going to have to return to. I know that Kirsty Lang, the BBC journalist who I've interviewed on this podcast before, when she had her breast cancer treatment, she was able to go for it. But I think she found there were only six hospitals, and I think they were private hospitals in the UK that were offering the treatment. There were two private and four. Right. One time five NHS. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I know Kirsty, and yeah, she's a great advocate of this uh, treatment. Yeah, she is, isn't it? Well, thank you very much indeed for for raising that awareness. It's it's good news and bad news as always. Whenever we talk about hormone health, it just seems to be that there is always so much good news out yet, and yet it's framed in this reference of bleakness and and bad news. There was a very interesting report that I picked up, which I'm I know that you did too. I think you were on the circulation list. And it was quoted by Professor Simon, I think James Simon over in Washington, saying that after 18 years of the incredibly flawed reporting of the Women's Health Initiative um, study, it's been found that estrogen lowers the risk of breast cancer and breast cancer mortality in women who've had a hysterectomy. And presumably, I mean, that is earth shattering news, having been told all the time that it's estrogen and HRT is the baddie, it's increasing our breast cancer risk, to actually get these scientists who've been involved in this study saying, oh no, actually, guess what? It lowers the risk. Can you talk yes. us through that? Yes. The, the Women's Health Initiative has been the good guy and the bad guy on the block. Uh, in the, uh, and it was a, a very large randomized controlled trial uh, comparing women having HRT and women not having HRT around the perimenopause or uh, postmenopause. But in fact, there are all sorts of technical reasons why the premature release of the results gave the wrong result. The long-term follow-up is what's important, uh, the same way I was talking about long-term follow-up. So this is a very, very mature study, and the results may be counterintuitive to the lay audience, but to me, they're exactly what I expected. Really? It's no surprise to me. Now, um, this is going out uh, as an audio, not a visual, yeah. but I was about to watch my lips. <laughs> but what I was Say, emphasize estrogens do not cause breast cancer. If estrogens cause breast cancer, then premenopausal women would get breast cancer more often than postmenopausal women because they have more estrogen. But, yeah, but it's the opposite, of course. Yeah. That, that's number one. And you would also think that breast cancer at the time of pregnancy would have a terrible outcome because the highest estrogen levels women face during pregnancy. That's not not the case. No, it's... Actually, do better. Yeah. And here is the uh, <laughs> the sucker punch. Um, in the days before tamoxifen, if we were treating women with metastatic breast cancer, we gave them estrogen. Really? Uh, you gave them estrogen during their cancer treatment? Yes, and it was the standard of care. It reduced the size of the cancers. And then <laughs> along came tamoxifen, and of course, we stopped using estrogen. We used tamoxifen. That was the go-to drug at the time. And everybody calls it an anti-estrogen. It was developed as an anti-estrogen, but it ended up as an estrogen. It's estrogenic. And the proof for that is 
the women can get endometrial hyperplasia, and rarely, uh, but it happens, if, um, endometrial cancer which it shows that it hasn't working as an estrogen. as an estrogen. Now, of course, you were the lead on that tamoxifen trial, weren't you? You, you, you were the main researcher. Dipped my toe into that mm. uh, a long time ago, and we were, my group were the first to publish the benefits of adverb tamoxifen in God, 1983. That's a long time that ago. That is amazing, isn't it? So tamoxifen is estrogenic. That's, I mean, that is just something, it, it, that's got lost in translation, hasn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, it all has. It's uh, it's obsession. I don't know where it comes from, <laughs> even, that uh, estrogens are bad for you and uh, estrogens cause cancer. Yeah. I um, Left to me, um, if women with menopause, women with menopausal symptoms, with or without their uterus, um, the benefits of HRT, in my, to my, in my opinion, outweigh uh, the, the, the hazards. So, well, I know that, that many, many, many medics now are kind of describing this time of menopause as a period of estrogen insufficiency, uh, yes. or you know, lack of estrogen, in the same way that you might prescribe thyroxine, you know, for yes. thyroid insufficiency, or insulin, you know, for insulin insufficiency or, or, or requirement. And that just seems to be a more positive way, perhaps, of looking at it, that, you know, our bodies... The other way of looking at it, um, women, many women and many doctors say, well, it's not natural. Well, I argue that it's not natural for women to live beyond the menopause because uh, the there's little evolutionary advantage for women to live beyond their uh, reproductive years. So women living beyond 50 um, is a new phenomenon in the, in the history of Homo sapiens, uh, 20th century, beginning of the 20th century, expectation of life was about 50, and now most women live into their 80s. So it's actually not natural for us to live without our oestrogen. Yes, that's a, uh, you, you put the two things together and that makes sense. It's not natural to live without estrogen and it's exactly like uh, hypothyroidism and giving them thyroxine. You don't say it's natural for the thyroid to run out. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you drop it up. Uh, honestly, uh, Mike, it's so great to talk to you and I'd love to chat to you again. I know there's a lot more going on in the media, particularly this month with breast cancer awareness, so perhaps we can yeah. pick up on some of the other things. Um, sure, another time. time. I'm at your service. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I know that you're rushing off now to do an art class. So I wish you yeah, luck with it. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> painting uh, helps my sanity in this insane world. Well, thank you're, you. you're quite right. And thank you for bringing some sanity to us. It's, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And if you fancy hearing from another world-renowned professor on this subject, delivering an excoriating analysis of the entire Women's Health Initiative debacle and some very dodgy links to this, leading right back to the White House, then head to the Lizelle Wellbeing Magazine Facebook page, because I have asked my team to post a link to an incredible lecture delivered by Professor James A. Simon, 
He's clinical professor at George Washington University. And if you have an hour or so to spare and really want to know what's gone on behind the scenes here in the world of dodgy science, media misrepresentation and HRT, you simply must take a watch of this. Even if that's not your bag, actually, the way he dismantles the reporting of medicine and the implications with politicians and various other agencies is fascinating. So if you would like to listen or watch, I have found a link to this incredible lecture that was given in America to a group of medics. And I have asked my team to post it on the Lizelle Wellbeing Magazine Facebook page. So you should find it there live now. Do please take a look and share it with whoever you like. Well, talking of riveting, I hope you caught the latest episode of the Lizelle Wellbeing Show, which this week featured the award-winning comedian and mental health advocate, Ruby Wax. Oh, it's such a good episode. Well worth a listen, especially because she talks so much about the power of positivity and the importance of focusing on the many good and positive things that do exist. Yes, they are out there, folks. Even now, we can focus on the positive. So do take a listen to her. And of course, more riveting reads can be found in the latest edition of the Lizelle Wellbeing magazine. I'm especially enjoying rereading a few of the features in our current issue, particularly there's a very good one on testosterone for women, how and why it's important, and also learning more about the thyroid. This was a little gland that I don't know very much about, actually, so it was really interesting to have one of my top writers uh, research and write all about that and tell us how we can spot signs of an underactive or an overactive thyroid and what steps we can take to ensure our metabolism is fired up correctly. So if you have yet to subscribe to my magazine, which I should just remind everybody is not now available in any shop, it is a subscription only publication now, do please head to lizellwellbeing.com. We have a special offer, there's a great deal that you can get there, plus free postage and packing. Yeah, we do ship all over the world. Uh, you just have to pay a bit extra for the postage, but certainly in the UK, we can send it to you free of P and P. Worth it, I think, because in this digital age, it is nice to have something that's both beautifully printed and tangible in your hands, don't you think? Too much is just ephemeral out there online. Does it really exist even? But when you hold something in your hands, you know it's for real. And of course, not to mention the opportunity to actually turn our screens off for once in a while. Well, thanks to all of those who, before turning their screens off, did find time to leave me a quick review or a rating over on iTunes, especially. It's just amazing and really heartwarming to see over 700 five-star reviews for this little podcast. And very many thanks indeed to all who have clicked on that little star rating button at the end of the podcast. If you do have a moment to do this at the end of perhaps this recording, I would be ever so grateful because it really does make the podcast platforms take notice of what we're saying here and it helps others to find the show. And sometimes that information can be life-changing. And don't forget, we do now have, I think it's 186 episodes of my podcast to listen to. Wow, that's a lot of chat, isn't it? And I hope you enjoy them all. That is it for this week. I'll be back live on Instagram and Facebook next week. You'll catch me there on Monday, Wednesday and Friday lunchtimes. Lots of lovely new things to share with you. Plenty more Liz Loves discount codes on offer too. And well, generally just lots more of the good stuff, which I truly hope 
you are finding helpful and you are enjoying. So until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.